Hello, I'm Sister Lisa Peter coming to you today from the Ill, the Edwin L. Library, and we're going to complete our reading. We're going to finish our reading on page 204 in the book on prayer by Brother Ken Gurley. First and second great awakenings. Revival is the action of God, but we can and must pray it down. Jonathan Edwards. The first great awakening in 1730s to 1760s, Jonathan Edwards, 1703 to 1758, preached the most famous message preached in American history, sinners in the hands of an angry God. At the age of 13, Edwards enrolled in the college C-O-L-L-E-G-I-A-T-E, School of Connecticut, later Yale College, where he graduated head of his class at the age of 17. His father, Timothy Edwards, and his maternal grandfather, Solomon Stoddard, were pastors. He succeeded the latter as a senior pastor of the first church in Northampton, Massachusetts. Stoddard was a student of the seasons of renewal and decline in the visible church. Edwards was surely tutored by Stoddard to see Northampton Church had witnessed five such cycles in his 60 years of pastoring. In the times of harvest, Stoddard noted saints were quickened, sinners converted, and society becomes more religious. Each of these great moves came through the united prayer of people. Edwards was, without a doubt, the American catalyst for much of what happened in this awakening. Edwards and others had noted the spiritual decline in America and were stirred. He organized concerts of prayer based on the pattern of those established in Europe. Edwards, however, was not the first to call for these united prayer meetings. As noted previously, Cotton Mather had called for people to pray together for revival in the colonies. Reverend John Webb of the New York Church, Church Boston also called for United Prayer in the 1734 noting. We need not doubt the success of our prayers, for God can as soon deny himself as deny an answer to the fervent prayers of his people. We must, with our prayers to God, for this mercy unite our best endeavors to obtain what we pray for. John Webb, page 205. Turn it to page 206. By the time Edwards first preached his most famous message at his home church in Northampton, Massachusetts, the first great awakening had already begun. His congregation's response in, is mostly lost to history, so one assumes it was less than noteworthy. On July the 8th, 1741, however, Edwards preached this message a second time in nearby Enfield, Connecticut. The response was astounding. He did not finish the message because the crying and weeping from the audience it grew so loud that Edwards could no longer be heard. A possible explanation for the differing re reactions is the congregation in Northampton was accustomed to hearing their pastor preach. At the same time, his voice and style were perhaps new to the Enfield congregation. A more plausible explanation, however, is that the evening before Edwards preached this message in Enfield, a group of believers had gathered to pray. They were concerned that God's anger with them had forestalled his gracious move in their midst. They spent the entire night in prayer asking God to be merciful to them, and the next day witnessed one of the more dramatic events of the First Great Awakening. George Whitfield, or Whitefield, was another voice in, his first, in this First Great Awakening. He spoke throughout the old and new worlds during the season, fanning the flames of united prayer and revival. Much prayer had previously been put up to the Lord, all night in different companies. You might have heard persons praying in, praying to and praising God. The children of God came from all quarters. It was like the Passover in Josiah's time, George Whitfield said. 
In one year, Whitfield covered 5,000 miles in America and preached more than 350 times. His ministry was expressive. He was loud, boisterous, and his voice carried to the ears of thousands who came to hear him speak. His ministry affected great swaths of American population. Even noted statesman and inventor Benjamin Franklin was intrigued by Whitefield, and the two became close acquaintances. It's page 206, crossing over to 207. The effects of the First Great Awakening in terms of religion and morality were profound. Of secondary importance to our understanding is that this movement uniquely united the colonists. And we'll save um, the Second Great Awakening for tomorrow. But today is 9-11. So, um, of course, you know what 9-11 was. It's Patriot Day. We're remembering, we're remembering what happened on 9-11-2001. Um, the the airplanes running into the Twin Towers and all kinds of lives were lost. So we want to take a moment and remember that and pray that God will bless America and help those kind of things to not happen again. Remember those that are suffering with this pandemic that's going through our land. Let's not forget Benghazi, which also was on a 9-11 day. Um, let's remember my birthday. I'm 57 today. Yay, yay me. I posted on my Facebook how many minutes I've been alive, how many hours of, uh, I've been alive, how many days. It said that I have slept 19 years of my life away. 19 years. I don't know how they know because some people sleep like 8 hours a day. Some sleep 10. Some sleep more. Some sleep less. I know that now, now that I'm older, I probably average about 6 hours a night. And um, But I don't know. So I don't know how they figure that. But anyway, just thinking, 19 years of our life approximately has been between the covers, sleeping, snoring. And how many of our awake hours have we really been sleeping? You know, we do need a great awakening. We need to be awakened. You know, I didn't even know I was going to say that. Isn't that cool how that fit? We need to be awakened spiritually. Lord, I don't want to be sleeping the sleep of death. I don't want to be a walking dead person. I want to be fully alive in God's spirit. Oh, I love this. <laughs> I love this. This is turning out good. I need a great awakening, obviously. Um, so, yes, as you're praying today, as you're praying, pray for me. And um, if you hear, I'm a little bit sinus, a little bit of congestion. But anyway, I'm getting ready to babysit. I'm going to work like a, like a normal day. I'm going to babysit. I've got a music lesson later on the day. But then I've got all these wonderful, wonderful people posting on my Facebook page. i got to go back and answer all those and thanking people for their birthday greetings. So it's going to be a busy, busy day. So God bless you. You have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.